Hey family, Adriana here, and I am so happy to bring part two of Miss Donna's story to you today. And I just want to encourage you, if you were not able to listen to part one, go ahead and go back an episode. I promise you will be so encouraged, inspired, and blessed by part one. But anyway, okay, with no further ado, here is part two, Memphis history through our members' eyes, Miss Donna Oldsway. Come on, take one, baby. All right, y'all, we're back. We're back. We had to do a part two. The conversation got so good after I pressed uh, end. Okay, Richard, go ahead with your question. Yeah. We gotta come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did, um, we asked you a lot about your childhood. And I think the thing that was being impressed upon me, Donna, was the positivity um, and just the testimony of Louise Olds. Uh, I think it captivated us all. And, and this very well may be the answer to the follow up question. But, um, you know, you had that strong backbone of family, that strong mother, um, unbelievable. But it was a tumultuous time in the 60s when you were growing up. Um, you know, I don't want to say culminating, but you know, focal point being Dr. King's assassination yeah. right here in Memphis. And, um, you know, just the, the violence and the overt racism. Um, how did you navigate those years? More than anything, thank you for asking that question, yeah. too. Uh, more than anything, I was an observer. Mm. I think I mentioned earlier uh, having older brothers and, right. and sister. Um, and so this was their coming of age mm. period. You know, they were teens. Right. And so they were more able to be affected by and, and, and be active in uh, different things that were yeah. going on. Um, I have a vivid memory of uh, the day that Dr. King was shot mm. because we were supposed to be having hamburgers for dinner. And my mother was cooking the hamburgers and the news came on and all I remember is that people started running to our house, crying. Wow. And then my mother went outside and was it was a group of grown people uh, just crying and screaming and mm. that the hamburgers burned up. I do remember that. Wow. Um, I remember curfews. Uh, that everybody had to be in at a certain time because there was burning going on right. in the city. Wow. And one point of fear was that were these tanks mm. that rolled down the streets in front of our house wow. regularly uh, with people with guns, soldiers with guns, um, looking out the tanks and just looking around, looking for, seeming to look for something. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
and then the fear of, of for my brothers. Mm. Um, fearful for them because I remember hearing, they wouldn't say it in front of our mother, but I remember hearing them talk about that we're going to do this and we're going to do that. You know, we're gathering here or there. And I didn't know what all that was about, but I knew that it was something important yet something dangerous. Uh, There wasn't an anger that I recognized, but there was a restlessness that was there. Right. Um, that made me fearful for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looting. I remember a couple of the neighborhood stores were burned, and um, seeing people run with groceries and hiding groceries, and uh, my brothers doing some of that, and coming and hiding it in our house, and my mama finding out. Ooh. Uh-oh. And making them bag it up and take it back. <laughs> wow. Yes, she did. Yes, her. she did. Uh-huh. So um, it was it was a time of, of uh, looking around and not, because of my age, not understanding. Because I was nine years old when Dr. Mm. King was, uh, was assassinated. But wow. um, knowing that everybody was upset. Mm-hmm. Parents were upset, and people were constantly meeting and coming over and talking, and I didn't understand what they were talking about. And then my siblings were upset and not knowing, not really understanding the fullness of that. Right. Um, so just wow. just trying to, to, to see what, what world, what was going on in right, the world right. and not really knowing. Well, and it seems like, you know, you just think about the past couple of years and all the events that have occurred. It seems like those events polarize um, people, you know, black people, white people. When you went back to school, did you feel a different or have a different sense about um, just the community in class. I know just as you were picking up from your community, the white students were picking up from their community. Um, talk about that a little bit. This is why a, 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 a community school to me is so important, having mm-hmm. a community school, because we had teachers and principals who understood um, the pressure and the danger mm-hmm. and who in class, I remember having a lot of classes that where the academics were just put aside wow. and where they talked to us. Good for them. Yeah. They talked to us about what was happening mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the country, in Memphis. Um, they talked to us about Dr. King and what he was trying to do. I'm, I'm getting kind of emotional here no. with that memory. Were these black teachers, white teachers, both? They were, they were black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were black teachers at this point. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, that's wisdom there. Because I was in elementary school during that time, so I was still okay. at Carnes. That's right. That's uh-huh. Right. And, uh, yeah. Wow. They tried to help us to understand. But they also tried to help us um, to have dignity, but not to um, not to lose it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible talks about being being angry, but sin not. Right. That seemed to kind of be who they were. You know, wow. they didn't want us to to lose everything because of the moment in which. Mm-hmm. Right. We were experiencing, right. you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So they, right. they helped us to make sense of the world yeah. where it was right then. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so how long after that did busing, I mean, what, yeah. After Dr. King? Yeah. After King. Um, wow. I want to say it was probably about four Four to five years. Four to four years, yeah, because Dr. King was assassinated in 68. And so four would have been like 72, right. 72, 73. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they kind of prepared you for, it sounds like, a little bit of that process. Um, At least with telling you to have dignity. And, yeah. What they said, yes, they did, by saying... Don't let anybody cause you to lose who you are mm-hmm. and to lose what, what's most important, to forget what's most important. Those are the kind of lessons, you know. But at that point, you know, in your young mind, you're like, well, what is important then? That's right. You know, what are we supposed to do then? Right. Uh, because at that point, it was like, it was an us against the world. It was a us and them. Right. It was so easy to see the us and them. Right. Um, in every part of life. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and that puts so much context to your college experience um, and what you said just about seeing people as people. And, yeah. Because, um, yeah, high school is probably not the place to, <laughs> at least one for me. Uh <laughs> That's a different context. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. So I guess in that same vein, um, what are some pain points or frustrations mm. that you have with Memphis? How long are we going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, this is part two. So, That's right. I'm taking know, notes now. We have some liberty here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't mean to sound like that, but... Um, being a native of Memphis, I reserve every right to criticize you and do. to say, you know, what right. what life uh, looks like and feels like. So, right. um, yeah. um, but I, I do have some thoughts around that. I guess one of the largest uh, pain points was, of course, Dr. King being assassinated here. Yeah. Mm. That hung over life like a cloud, like a heavy cloud, a weight even uh, for so many years. And uh, even when they made that mountaintop statue, um, it was like, are you kidding me? It was like, 
it felt like it wasn't respectful mm-hmm. of um, of who he was and and what he had uh, what he had done. And it really took, in my estimation, kind of fifty years for things to really for Memphis to really start to deal with mm-hmm. uh, the history wow. yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that when 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 the city started to get ready for the fiftieth commemoration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of his assassination, and then you know you saw "I Am a Man" Plaza, and mm-hmm. um, you know just different things going on, places uh, being erected in the city, mm-hmm. getting ready for that. Um, but so him being assassinated, um, another pain point for me is is the culture of what I call the culture of poverty mm-hmm. that's here in the city where it's um, too much money that's being made within systems that only give lip service to eradicating Mm. poverty. Mm. It's like, um, I feel like there are people who enrich themselves because there's so much poverty here in the Mm. city and and the needle never really moves. Yeah. Or it moves so very little on really you know, addressing the issues that cause poverty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's shown by the lack of black home ownership, lack of affordable housing here in the city that's just continued to get worse. Um, and then I would have to say the gatekeepers who sit in positions of power mm-hmm. um, but don't use that power for good. Yeah. Right? Um, and that and that's that could be people of any color, right? right? It, it's it's not just other people, okay. you know. It's people who have an opportunity to make a difference, but don't really help them to move the needle, mm-hmm. right? As well. Mm-hmm. And then a public school system that, um, wow, that gets no support no financial support from the city. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and the system has been carved up like a pie mm. to where you could, you know, it's no telling what, what type of um, schooling, <laughs> to use that old-fashioned word, yeah. you're getting. Yeah. You know, it just depends on where you, where you go mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. determines... What you learn, or a zip code you can afford to live in. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, Very much. absolutely. Much so. so, and then I guess I would find one thing I definitely want to say is just a lack of accountability uh, on the part of elected officials. Uh, we don't hold them accountable. Uh, there's no groundswell of of community organizing that I've seen or experienced or uh, been invited to even be a part of. You know, there'll be events that take place, but I'm talking about ongoing education that can really kind of help to change this uh, lazy days kind of thing. Memphis, you know, used to be a joke that um, Memphis was 25 years behind every other place. I don't know if any of you... It still is a joke. It still is a joke. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So... Mm -hmm. We're 25 years behind, so oh I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you know, so yeah. so there's a need for just community awareness, community education, uh, people knowing the history of this city, yeah. right. and so that they won't be surprised by some of the things that happen That's right. every day in the city. Right. Uh, right. Once you know the history, you come, you can better understand why things are happening, yeah. and yeah. better address uh, what might need to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. So with all of that, um, what would you say, even still, because you're still in Memphis, mm -hmm. what would you uh, say still makes you proud to be from Memphis? And what yeah. is your hope for the future moving forward? Yeah. And I, uh, thanks for asking that, because I, I really do want to say that I am proud to be from Memphis. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anywhere else that I would want to live. And believe wow. you me, I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, wait a minute, do we wow. need to go somewhere else? Yeah. But um, when I really think about it, I am um, very much uh, glad to be part of a city that has such a rich history, yes. Yes. Um, especially as it regards African-American or black people. Um, the fact that Robert Church and his family mm -hmm. were able to, were instrumental in saving the city and in, in, in buying back the city charter, yeah. uh, you know, during the yellow fever right. uh, epidemic and, um, and being one of the first black millionaires in the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that um, we have such a rich musical heritage yes. mm. and that Memphis was like the go-to place. People came from all points mm -hmm. <laughs> all around mm -hmm. to, to get to Memphis, to yeah. get to Beale Street, yes. to, uh, you know, people talk about New York coming, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere, but... People, you know, really had to, if I can get to Memphis, uh -huh. if I can just... Yes. <laughs> Talk about language. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Wow. Um, play my music somewhere on the streets of Memphis. I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I believe. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'll have success. So, um, so, the, so the musical history is rich, and uh, I guess I would have to say that um, I call it the six degrees of separation, meaning that Memphis is still a place where you can be in a meeting or be in touch with some of the movers and shakers mm -hmm. in the city where um, you can get involved in, in things that, can, that have the potential to change mm -hmm. the city for the better. You can yeah. get involved. You can be heard. You can yeah. be seen. Yeah. Um, and it's not like that in right. in a lot of cities the right. size of Memphis. Right. So um, so I, I like that about Memphis. Um, and that my granddaddy, Theodore Manuel, uh, helped to uh, build the bridge, the old bridge. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah. He was, uh, he was one of the laborers on that bridge. Um, he worked with um, 
iron and that kind of stuff. And uh, wow. that was one of the things I learned growing up is that your granddaddy helped to build that bridge. I was like, wow. I love that. Really? That's amazing history. And so. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. And any hope for the future, just that you can get involved and in, in what would you say? My, my biggest hope for the future has to, has to do with young people. Um, I have one son. Um, I don't want him to be like Memphians of old or, or right. be tempted like I was previously. Would go anywhere, you know, don't stay in Memphis. Right. I want him to be able to live here and thrive here, yes. right. have a family here. I want him to know that um, I want him to feel like his his black life matters. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yes. Uh, not just in protest, but in celebration. Yes. You know of of all that he's able to bring to the table. He's homegrown. Yes. Yeah. And right. I want him to be able to uh, to benefit from that. Um, and then the big thing is, I hope for visionary leadership mm. that um, that we will have visionary leadership here in this city which is definitely causes risk you know there's risk to that right. um, but I think that's one of the the big things that we do have to overcome here in the city is that that we're not two factions right. you know we're not us and them right um, we're just us. Mm. Yeah. And uh, if we can really get a vision of that and get behind the issues mm-hmm. uh, and not be against the people right. involved, but right. you know, really work on issues that we all know are, uh, are from the heart of God, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, then I think um, Memphis could really uh, be... Uh, just a shining light. Yes. Uh, right here in Tennessee, right here yes. on the border of Tennessee, <laughs> West Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Oh, man, what an inspiring part, too, of our conversation. Oh, wow. uh, Ms. Donna, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited you were able to come and share and just share your story. Yeah. Uh, which I know, you know, being vulnerable like that, telling us everything, we just really appreciate it. And we see God's grace just all over you. Mm. So we just thank you so much for coming on. It's been my pleasure. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so excited. We got to get you in here. Uh, And guys, I hope you come back next week. We're going to be talking about some of that Memphis music that Miss Donna just talked about. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. Y'all have a great week.